from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Thursday, April 28, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. An Ohio lawmaker who has proposed a bill that would outlaw all abortions in the state is coming under fire for her comments about sexual assault. ONN's Angela Ann reports. It happened yesterday during Republican Gene Schmidt's testimony for the Human Life Protection Act. Now that bill would ban all abortions in Ohio and penalize doctors who perform them. The bill does not provide an exception for victims of rape. It is a shame that it happens, but there's an opportunity for that woman, no matter how young or old she is, to make a determination about what she's going to do to help that life be a productive human being. Well, Democrats have called for an apology and for that bill to be pulled. I'm Angela Ann. The hazing case involving the death last year of a Bowling Green State University student from Delaware County continues to unroll in court. Here's ONN's Melissa Andrews. One of the young men charged in the hazing death of BGSU student Stone Fultz changed his plea. 21-year-old Benjamin Boyers pleaded guilty to reckless homicide, obstructing justice, and hazing. Boyers originally pleaded not guilty back in August of last year to involuntary manslaughter. Boyers could face up to three years in jail, and he will be sentenced in June. He is the second Fultz defendant to change his plea in a week and the fourth to plead guilty. I'm Melissa Andrews. In Northeast Ohio, the suicide last year of a 17-year-old boy from Strongsville named Bryson Gray has researchers looking at whether COVID-19 played a role in it. ONN's Maureen Kyle reports. His parents believe the virus changed Bryson neurologically and the Bryson Gray and Ben Price COVID-19 Neurological Impact Act bill was introduced in Congress by Representative Anthony Gonzalez, but recently got the support of three senators, including Sherrod Brown. It points at new research from The Lancet, which followed more than 230,000 virus survivors. 0.4% of them developed a mental disorder and compared them to those who had other illnesses like the flu. In suburban Columbus, dozens of students at Reynoldsburg High School chanted, we won't be silent, during a protest of Ohio House Bill 616 yesterday afternoon. The bill would impact what students are taught about race, gender, and sexuality in the classroom. This isn't right. It's not right at all. And you shouldn't, this shouldn't have even been a thought in your head. I really want people to know about this. I really want people to listen to the youth because our voices are important and we need to be heard. Supporters of the bill say it would allow parents to control these kinds of discussions instead of schools. A portion of the Ohio Turnpike was closed for a time last night following an accident in Lorain County. It happened near Amherst where two large trucks were involved in a crash and became fully engulfed in flames on the side of the highway. Nobody was hurt. Governor Mike DeWine announced the state will help nine counties impacted by ice storms that knocked out power in southern and eastern Ohio in February. ONN's Daniel Barnett has more. The governor authorized use of funds from the state disaster relief program, which can be triggered when counties don't qualify for federal assistance. Governor DeWine's office says Belmont, Harrison, Highland, Hawking, Monroe, Noble, Perry, Pike, and Ross counties qualify for the assistance that can be used to cover costs associated with debris removal, emergency protective measures, and some infrastructure repairs. Daniel Barnett, ONN News.
a lawsuit against the parent company of Cedar Point and Kings Island regarding season passes will move forward after a judge rejected a request to dismiss the proceedings. ONN's Dave James reports. The lawsuit is connected to how Cedar Fair amusement parks handled season pass operations during the pandemic. WKYC-TV in Cleveland reports that in 2020, the parks closed early or did not open at all, but did not offer a refund to season pass holders. The class action lawsuit seeks fair refunds. Cedar Fair had argued that they honored 2020 season passes by making them valid through the following season, providing a substitute of equal or greater value. Dave James, in News. The world's richest man will soon be in charge of Twitter, and the deal is raising a lot of questions and concerns. More from ONN's Yolanda Harris. Everyone from Twitter users to lawmakers on Capitol Hill are wondering what this takeover will mean for the platform and for society. Experts say Musk is likely to modernize and monetize Twitter. They say it's unclear how Elon Musk will approach freedom of speech, but he's been a critic of the platform's content censorship. But he has time to figure it out. Twitter's chief executive says it will likely take three to six months for the deal to close. I'm Yolanda Harris. Thousands of cereal eaters on social media are claiming their bowl of lucky charms is making them sick. ONN's Brandon Lewis reports that the FDA is investigating. The FDA has its own reporting system called CARES, where people can report instances of suspected foodborne illness. The agency has received hundreds of reports about lucky charms this year and is looking into them. General Mills did not respond to our messages seeking comment, but told the Associated Press that it is aware of the complaints, and an internal investigation found no evidence of consumer illness linked to Lucky Charms. So far, Lucky Charms is not on the FDA's list of recalled products. I'm Brandon Lewis. The U.S. Department of Agriculture says this is the time of year to watch out for invasive pests that can kill trees over time. We're asking all Americans to be on the lookout for invasive pests. Uh, we have a website called HungryPest.com. You can go onto the website for signs and tips on how to join the fight to leave all hungry pests behind. Van Pickler with the USDA says D-shaped holes in trees and sawdust at the base of the trunk are signs of emerald ash borers or Asian longhorn beetles. Incandescent light bulbs like those developed by Ohioan Thomas Edison, are going away. ONN's Andrew Kinsey explains. The U.S. Department of Energy has finalized the rules now that will require manufacturers to only sell energy-efficient light bulbs like those LEDs. That means the light bulbs we've always known will no longer be sold in the U.S. as of July of 2023. Companies must stop making these light bulbs by next year. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.